Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And before we start this episode, let's go ahead and put a date on here because things are swiftly changing. Um, and we're oftentimes behind, even though we think we're ahead. So, you know, let's put a time and date. So it is May 19th, 2022 as well. Uh, so we are, did we say time? I don't know why I said time. We'll go ahead and do it. So one o'clock, y'all. It's one twenty here. <laughs> when we're recording. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thank you for that clarification, EST to be specific. Yes. But also just to note, I believe this one is going to be releasing currently, it's set to release much later. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out uh, early June. So because as we've said, uh, Samantha is moving. I've got some fingers crossed vacation uh, coming down the line. So there's that on top of things are quickly changing is that this is coming out a bit later right. than we're recording it. So by this point, we may actually have the briefing come out and be put to law. So who knows? And a lot of devastating changes could be happening. Um, so we were like, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about it because with all of the darkness, there is always some silver lining and we do want to be uh, aware of that and not always down in the dumps. But, you know. That's what I do. Um, so we've been talking a lot about what is happening with reproductive rights in the United States right now. And it's not something we take lightly as it's been a huge part of our subject matter since the beginning of this podcast. So we've been talking about it. It's no surprise that we are adamant about pro-choice as well as adamant about uh, bodily autonomy, especially when it comes to those who have uteruses. So um, that's, this is something that we will never waver on. It never was. People who seem to think the old school hosts weren't this way, they were. They may just not have been as loud and it didn't seem as pressing. Don't get me wrong, it's always pressing, but obviously it's changing quickly. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been overwhelming, to put it simply. But the one thing we know, when we are pushed against the wall, we fight back. Uh, and that's where we're at. And we want to make take a minute to celebrate the people who are not afraid to go beyond the unjust laws, but to work and help people no matter the cost. And I sound like... It sounds so rebellious, and it is. It is, especially in these areas that have had their rights taken away or have been banned for a long time and have never had those rights. People are always going to fight back, and we want to celebrate those moments. And unfortunately, in the U.S., we're coming to this point when it comes to the reproductive rights. We're having to do that. And we know that those in the marginalized communities have been fighting for this from jump. And when it was, quote-unquote, legal, and I'm putting this in quotes, it was still almost impossible uh, to get access. So... We're going to talk about the rebels of the anti-choice movement, but please note, very briefly, we are not doctors, nor are we medical professionals, and aren't trying to give anyone advice on what to do or how to do things. What we're doing is recognizing a movement when the rights of the marginalized are threatened and how people will come together in hopes of saving people from deadly choices when they feel like they have no other choice. So this is what we're talking about. We're not trying to sit here and say, do these things. Please don't do that. Please make sure you research. Please you make sure you understand uh, what the risks are. And please also know that there are bad people out there doing things in bad faith. And so it is good to know and to learn of trusted sites and people and all of that. So, yeah, yes, very caveat. We are not trying to give you advice on what to do. We are telling you what has been happening in historically and or presently by other communities. Yes, exactly. And if you haven't listened to the past episode on the Jane Collective, definitely do that, as they made a huge impact in making sure pregnant people were able to get access to safe, affordable abortions. But there are so many new groups that have come together all around the world that are creating their own underground networks to support people with uteruses. And we want to take some time to talk about what they are doing and to celebrate it. Right. Um, So just also another caveat to this, as we were researching, some of the names weren't said. Some people were renamed, so you didn't know their identity because this is a dangerous time for many people who are seeking access and or helping people to get access as well. So we are getting different articles from all around the world. And oftentimes we only hear about things that are happening, not necessarily the specific groups or people or where Mm -hmm. to go. So, you know, if it sounds all mysterious and, and like shadows. It's because it is. Um, So this is what they are doing to protect themselves and their people. Mm -hmm. But again, before we talk about the amazing groups uh, coming together to protect others and continue in practicing bodily autonomy, we want to talk a bit about some options when it comes to abortion and abortion access. And when I say options, I mean some of the things that people have done as options or taken as options. First, as of today, abortion is still legal federally. So again, we make sure to make that Uh, priority. We don't know when this airs, if that's still the same, but right now, and even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, there are still states within this country that allow and give safe access to abortions. So even though you may be living, we may be living in a state that tries to outright ban it or overturn everything, it is still accessible federally at this point, and if not, probably on state levels around you. Though we are already seeing political opponents talking about restricting or banning on a national level, that has already come up. Uh, Mitch McConnell has said that he thinks it's going to be pretty easy to do so. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeking or need that option, you have that right. Second, there has been a bit of controversy over the return of the clothes hangers, you know, the symbol, which was a reminder of the lengths pregnant people would go through to end their pregnancies with the wire hangers, which often led to injuries and death. 
And with this looming reversal overturning of Roe v. Wade, many activists have returned to using the symbol as as well as the uh, Handmaid's Tale symbol for a warning about the possible future. But the controversy has come out to be, is this actually helpful or is this the type of fear-mongering that could really uh send a dangerous message out into the world. Uh, some have warned using the symbol could mislead people to think that this this is the only solution when there are safe options out there. So that was the big part. And can be delivered to their homes, at least the areas that haven't been affected yet by the current state of being. So if you haven't already checked out our episode on telemedicine, do so. Uh, Bridget came on. We talked about the FDA approving the abortion pill, essentially, to be prescribed through telemedicine and being mm-hmm. able to be sent out through mail. Although states have a way of trying to discourage that. We know this, but it is accessible. Mm-hmm. And the big conversation about the wire hangers and clothes hangers is that for young people who may not know that this option is out there and it's been yeah. out there for a minute. And so people did, still don't know that it's an option until recently, maybe not now. Having that as a symbol can really uh, bring dangerous options or mindsets to mm-hmm. a solution that shouldn't be happening. So that's mm-hmm. one. So if you are one of those who think that this is a powerful statement, we get it, but it can be misleading. So be careful what you're doing because what people see can yeah. really influence someone, especially young ages, as well as the fact that the Handmaid's Tale kind of got really big. They're like, please stop doing this because you're acting like this is a future thing. This is not a future t- thing for many in the marginalized communities. This is how they've lived and and using this dystopian idea as if it's a fictionalized way of being. No, it's been this way. So mm-hmm. let's stop perpetuating it like it that is. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, We've done several episodes about how much misinformation, disinformation, and not enough information uh, is out there about abortion. So I do think it's important that, yes, we tell people it's legal and safe and accessible while it is, and here are your options. I think that's really important. Uh, That being said, abortion pills like Mifepristone have made it safer for self-administered abortions. With the usage being legal through telemedicine and approved by the FDA um, over 21 years ago, it has been one of the safer options, though it hasn't been highlighted or used much. It's not surprising to know that even to obtain the medicine, one used to have to jump through all these hoops to get it. Um, Everything from having to meet with a doctor, find a certified prescriber, and they have to be counseled thoroughly about the side effects and risks, which is somewhat unusual for a pill that has less risk than even Tylenol or Viagra. Hmm. And though it is now FDA approved for patients to get the pill through the mail, many individual states have already put barriers, if not outright bans on it, including Texas, possibly fining or jailing for anyone who would prescribe it, and Georgia, who is attempting to ban allowing it to be sent through mail. But that's not going to stop people from finding ways to access it. And hopefully with safer measures like these uh, than the ways of old. I definitely, I would hope so. <laughs> right. And again, it's one of those conversations that it's not talked about and people don't know it can be accessed. Um, yes, again, if you go through, we've seen so many moments and we've heard about moments where uh, pharmacists refuse to give it, refuse to uh, actually fulfill the prescription. So there's yeah. a lot of conversations about that, but it is accessible now. Uh, and a reminder we're learning about Plan B, which sounds amazing, and you can also access that through telemedicine. And it is supposed to be behind the counter, but still you can get it without a prescription. Um, mm-hmm. It's not effective for people over 155 pounds. 
Mm -hmm. or is not as effective. So that's something to think on too. Seems kind of odd, but unfortunately that's where it is. So you have to be aware. And plan B has a lot more advertising, obviously, Mm -hmm. than the others. So that's something to note as well. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. So why are we talking about things like the abortion pill? Well, as many countries around the world are trying to tighten the restrictions on abortion, there are those who are finding ways to keep people safe and helping them in these difficult situations, including getting access to these pills. Um, And by the way, we're only talking about a couple of countries, but that's kind of the channel they're going, the route they're going is finding ways to access or get these pills and, and sell them on a reasonable price, if not completely free, as well as providing them uh, instructions on how to use that rather than going into a clinic or a shady spot and doing uh, medical procedures that could be really dangerous. So we're only talking a couple of the countries, but you should know that this is happening everywhere. So I've been reading articles in the Philippines, in El Salvador, and all of the other restricted areas that have examples of people using social media to find connections to get to these pills. So it's the safest way that they are accessing this, and it's something to note. Um, and 
also, much like Brazil, like many countries around the world, only allow for abortion in case of life-saving emergency, rape, or specific cases that a fetus is missing a part of the brain or skull. And in 2020, the Brazilian president may have made it even more stressful for victims of rape to come forward as he's introduced a health ministry regulation, which requires medical professionals to, quote, collect evidence and report to the police anyone who seeks legal termination of a pregnancy after rape. So we've talked about this before because this was kind of a mandate, not the pregnancy part, but the mandate of reporting rape at a school level that they had to go to the police and how this deters many victims. Yeah. So we know what's happening here. So not sure where they are today with that. Uh, Brazilian listeners, please let us know uh, because we would love to hear about this if you have some information. But that hasn't stopped abortion from occurring, which we know it never will. And one woman in, or a group of people have been trying to keep those who are seeking abortion care safe. Yes, uh, and one such person has already paved the way Known as Sophia through social media and interviews. Sophia is a lawyer, activist, and fierce advocate for abortion care and access, um, and has been a contact for people to not only get access to abortion medications, but a support and guide during their times of need. And though the risk and persistence of being arrested and jailed is very real and very high, Sophia and many others understand the need for providing help and continue to do so by providing Cyotech or misoprostol, which many have stated have cut the rate of pregnancy, abortion, pregnancy or abortion-related deaths. For Brazil, with people like Sofia, who assist in limited amounts due to continued threats of being prosecuted, uh, they have been able to provide safe options in hopes of keeping those with unwanted pregnancies safe, as many who have turned to Sofia have felt that she has saved their lives. One young woman spoke about her choices and knowing that if it had not been for Sophia and her assistance, she would have done whatever she needed to terminate the pregnancy. And she's not the only one, as one report showed that hundreds of Brazilians have died each year due to dangerous methods of abortion. Right. And in one of the articles that I read, uh, they gave specific cases of what happened to people and what they were willing to do that ended in tragedy. And she is able to provide some access. Uh, When she talked about how many she does, she does like less than 100 a year because she is scared that she's going to get prosecuted. Mm -hmm. It's of note that she is a person of color, uh, a Black woman who has been an advocate in doing this for years. So... As we know, most of the times, those who are really changing and and charging the way and making change and saving people are usually the marginalized community. And many activists continue to rally and advocate for political reform, obviously. And then there was a a specific case of termination of pregnancy where they were trying to do it legally. It was a young girl who had been raped. Anti-abortion activists continue to harass and spread misinformation for their agenda about that case. In this one, it was found that a 10-year-old girl had been raped and impregnated by an uncle. And when she traveled miles miles away to to terminate the pregnancy, anti-abortion activists and candidates tried to halt and stop the procedure by harassing not only the staff of the hospital, but the 10-year-old girl herself. So it was bad, lining up at the entrance, harassing these people and calling this girl, young girl, many names. It went as far as 
anti-abortion activist saying that she got kidnapped and was getting an abortion against her will. It was very bizarre misinformation, and it worked, and it went uh, online. That This video was shown online, um, and after witnessing the harassment, many female activists came to rally behind the young girl and stand for the rights of others in the country. According to one report, there are half a million women who have to seek illegal abortions per year, and with incidents like these, many who have even legal reasons may seek to do it secretly as well, which yeah. would put them in dangerous situations. Um, but activists like these have, who have rallied and continue to protest for the rights of every person, even if that means putting themselves at risk. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we've also talked a lot about what's happening in Poland in the last couple of years with its current abortion ban. And we've talked about the continued activism for pro-choice advocates and how uh, countries and people neighboring them have been assisting those in need of services. And another group working like Sofia in Brazil has been able to provide access for those who are seeking an abortion. Uh, Groups like Abortion Without Borders, who we've mentioned before, have been providing access to many people across the country. And they aren't the only ones. Another group, uh, Women Help Women, have been helping by providing abortion pills by mail um, and have reported as of December of 2021 that they have received 46,000 messages asking for help and provided help to at least 10,000 people. Uh, And other groups like the Abortion Abroad have raised thousands of euros to assist in funds to cover costs for abortions, travel, and even COVID tests. Right. Um, And in the United States, groups are already starting their own underground networks, as many states have already placed heavy restrictions to abortion care. Groups like Bridget Alliance and Haven Coalition exist to assist people from different areas around the country seeking abortion access. Though they're actually located in states that have better access and care, they work with people all over by assisting in transporting and funding people for access, whether it's by physically transporting them by car or housing a person seeking safe care or accompanying the person. Uh, they work to provide care every step of the way. And accessing assistance like these networks has been largely in part to uh, access to the internet and social media. Many of the people who've been interviewed about their abortions, which they've had to do in secret because of the strict abortion bans, all talk about how they were able to find someone through trusted groups and social media. So obviously these groups are private and we don't know what they are. We shouldn't know what they are. But finding a trusted group has been really important in this process. And with the possibility of an outright ban in the U.S., more groups are popping up as well as the existing groups growing exponentially. One such group is called Reddit Auntie, which was started in 2019 and has seen a large growth since the leak of the Supreme Court document. According to the moderator, at least 45,000 new members signed up by the end of April. What started as a few hundred members jumped to 18,000 to over 58,000 soon after Justice Alito's brief was leaked. Uh, And the group is spread throughout the country, offering to help with transportation, housing, accompanying, and some even offering to act as an alibi by taking people out as tourists and taking pictures with them. But it is important to note that as movements like these gain in popularity, there are organizations like the ones we mentioned a few minutes ago that exist and have been validated as a grassroots effort, which also accepts and volunteers and uh, raises monetary funds. Right. So that point being, like, these are great and eventually Mm -hmm. may lead to something that we have to have if all of these grassroots projects start getting shut down. But going for the ones that are legitimized uh, has holds to a certain standard because, again, there's a lot of scammers. 
mm-hmm. out there, yeah. unfortunately. And it's mm-hmm. always nice to know we have neighborly people as well. People in bordering countries Mex- in both Mexico and Canada have vowed to assist those seeking so- safe abortions. And people have been traveling across borders for a while now. Uh, people in Texas have been traveling to Mexico to nonprofits like Abortam, which is an underground network that's been operating there for years. And though abortion has been recently decriminalized in Mexico, it doesn't mean that the stigma has changed or that the local policies have changed to reflect the new federal policies, which is why uh, underground networks like these will continue their work. Um, And they have been assets for so many seeking safe abortion access. And groups like this has been quick to collaborate with networks in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico, as they have been some of the most restrictive policies on abortion right now. And with the current state of the bans in Arizona and Texas, numbers of people seeking abortion have increased in border towns. But there are a lot of limits, whether it's due to cost or even immigration status, um, and seeking for legitimate assistance has been more difficult. Uh, As with anything that is under the radar, scams and outright dangerous practices still exist, and it's something many people are worried about and should look out for. But with the level of desperation these bans can cause, it's reasonable to see a panic for those who are pushed into a corner. And yet, as in fact, the numbers have skyrocketed since the news of the ban. The amount of abortions that have happened has increased dramatically to the point that people have kind of said, you're pushing people to the point that they are not sure whether or not they want to have an abortion, but because they feel like they have to have no choice, they have to decide now. Mm -hmm. So it's made the big flux of numbers, which is saying a lot. Mm -hmm. And trying to shuffle through the good and bad and trying to get safe access can be stressful and can add to that the states that are putting up bounties, quote unquote, and I'm I'm putting quotes in bounties uh, because we know what that means, for those who may be seeking an abortion as well. BT Dubs, Annie and I were just recently talking about the fact that us researching this is probably going to put us on a list if it's already started, which they're talking about it's already started. Uh, Companies like Safeguard have been called out recently because they have been already called into question about the tracking and that they are selling information to police and law enforcement. Mm. Um, And apparently, like, there's a big controversy about the period trackers. And yes, that has been as a conversation of, like, they're tracking you to see if you're trying to seek abortions as well. Uh, Because Mm. we know in uh, states like Missouri and Ohio, they're talking about Uh, going ahead and prosecuting people who are assisting, traveling outside of, assisting to travel outside of, like uh, the whole gamut. So these are really big stressors, obviously, that we need to look out for. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. We did want to have some good news in here. And before we get into it, just to be clear, there are still some issues with what we're going to talk about. Uh, stigma remains. Doctors refuse treatment. The opponents are relentless. Um, also, I just happen to notice a lot of Catholic countries in the mix here. Um, yeah, and I do think like everything we're going to talk about here, we could do full episodes on. Uh, we already did uh, one one of them. But if if there's something that you would like us to revisit... Or listeners, if you have any more additional information, please let us know. Because um, this is, uh, for a lot of these countries, this is a first step and it's still new. But all right, let's talk about some positive things we've seen. And you already mentioned Mexico. Uh, so in 2021, the Supreme Court unanimously struck down a state abortion law that punished people who got abortions with up to three years um, or pregnancy, even in the case of rape. Though, again, people should be able to get abortions, you know, if they want one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, stating that criminal penalties for terminating a pregnancy that had previously been legal were no longer illegal. This paved the path for legalization of abortion across the country. Many of the activists speaking out about this claimed that they were inspired by activism in Argentina, which we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, even using their symbolic green bandanas called the green wave, which is a theme we'll see again and again. A lot of this, like watching what activists are doing in other countries and other places and kind of taking note. It also happened days after Texas put into place uh, one of the strictest abortion laws in the United States. Uh, and then there's Ireland, and you can see our past episodes on the abortion vote in Ireland. But briefly, in 2018, Ireland held a historic referendum to legalize abortion up to 12 weeks with exceptions, partly in response to a tragic and preventable death and similar past rulings, including one that dismissed suicidality due to carrying a fetus from rape as a reason to legalize abortion. This overturned an amendment imposed in 1938 that was essentially a total ban on abortion. It took so much effort and a campaign calling Irish people who could afford it to come home or even people to fund people so that they could come home to vote in this. Uh, and their efforts worked and the vote ended up being uh, two to one. And uh, the celebration was very, very beautiful to see after that. Uh, yeah, in 2020, Argentina's Congress legalized abortion up to 14 weeks. Before that, it was only allowed in cases of rape or danger for the mother. And this law had been in place since 1921, dating back to an even older 1886 law. But the grassroots feminist movement, the Green Wave, which we talked about earlier, was determined 
and persistent. And at the same time, the Congress also voted for a bill that would provide better resources and care for pregnant women and new mothers. It was believed this ruling would have a, quote, domino effect in the region uh, and a region of many Catholic and extremely anti-abortion histories. And it did. And yeah, they've influenced their chants all across uh, the country, kind of impacted the entire world where we see examples where people are taking their chants and using it in different other countries and other protests. It's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. And then there's Colombia, which in early 2022, Colombia decriminalized abortion in the first 24 weeks, something many directly relate to similar rulings from Argentina and Mexico. It was a five to four ruling, so really close, which is what we've seen, I feel like, across the board. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, abortion was only allowed when the pregnant person's life was at risk, life-threatening risk to the fetus and or rape or incest. People celebrated this historic ruling on the streets, uh, but remained vigilant, especially given what's going on in the United States. And I think that's what we're all looking at is the flip-flopping of, oh no, is this, should we watch out for this? Yeah, I would actually love to come back and, uh, because I read a really interesting essay about, from someone from Ireland about Roe v. Wade and the impact it had on Ireland and her activism, and then seeing it now what's happening. I think that would be great to uh, kind of right. sad, but great to come back and revisit. I mean, it's obviously, it's connected. And not just the mm-hmm. United States. Like, we've watched what's happening in Poland, and we're like, oh, no, this is happening here. What do Even though, like, the religion aspect is still here, but different types of denominations. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. Uh, then in 2019, we're kind of jumping around timeline-wise, but in 2019, South Korean judges ruled that an almost 70-year abortion ban be lifted in a very, very close vote. Abortions up to 20 weeks are now legal there. Previously, abortions uh, could come with heavy fines and jail time. This reversal was a result of many, many things. It directly went against other government policies like population control, um, for one. Social attitudes, preferences for boys over girls, resulting in a lot of illegal abortions. There was a lot going on. Again, we could come back to all of these and really dig into it. Right. And then the adoption, like I I know we've talked about it previously, but for South Korea, adoption was a moneymaker. And it's kind of interesting to see that type of attitude with all of Mm. what was happening as they were like literally selling out children. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And in 2020, New Zealand decriminalized abortion up to 20 weeks, overturning a law that had been in place since 1977, a law that required the signatures of two doctors and uh, only in the case of what was deemed a serious health issue. So some positives, some positives. So I was reading under one article, they said that only really three countries like had literally changed their rolled back hadn't legalized uh, abortion essentially like yes decriminalizing or lessening that's happened but it's not the same level of the overturning as it happened since 1974 that only three countries really had progress with that and i'm like huh mm. that's interesting and we're going backwards wonderful no <laughs> uh it's good to note that all of these countries while they're made the first step stipulations yeah. co- it's a constant fight until something is codified mm-hmm. which we were hoping would happen in the u.s but it didn't it would not remain in place it could be overturned and that's the scary part to it um i know chile had a lot of good things happening and a part of that conversation was that they could change the constitution and they can rewrite or at least uh revamp the constitution with it being modernized which is probably the conversation we need to be having when it comes to rights like this and really coming to date with what is needed for the world today because a lot of it is if we're going to base it out of historical context it was all racist sexist uh and 
yeah, killing people. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't for everyone. It was for mm-hmm. the elite. So that's another conversation we should have. But with so much happening around the world, there's a lot that can cause us to be concerned and, and then some. But a few things remain. Banning abortion will not stop abortion from happening, just safe abortions. And though times have changed from the Jane Collective days, which you should definitely go listen to, um, I also did a podcast with uh, Margaret Kiljoy called Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff. We talked about the Jane Collective and then just the bigger movements that happened within. So if y'all want to go take a listen to that, as well as past hosts Bridget and Emily, who talked about the Jane Collective as well, you should definitely go take a listen about what they did. But all of that being said, just because it's not that same tactics, it doesn't mean it's accessible. Cost for abortions by self-administrating drugs or medicines doesn't mean that it's accessible. Scammers uh, are out there and those who would extort people for profit. Uh, it could also be that people are scammed by drugs that could harm people or not do anything at all. So literally just being given placebos, pretending to be these types of things and scamming people out of thousands of dollars. Um, banning access to safe abortion and reproductive health care harms people and oftentimes places people in unnecessary danger. Thank God we have social media for people to access and communicate with others. Hopefully, um, Reddit threads like the auntie thread hopefully are showing them how, where to go to find a safe access. But we know that without that, people go to links in what they think they have to do. Uh, Young people will do it all the time. We've seen it. Brazil actually talked about during their ban how the rate of deaths by suicide for young pregnant people went up. And that is a concern. That is a heavy concern. And this is something that needs to be reminded that this is not helping anyone. This is just putting more harmful practices in place. And as a reminder, again, it is still accessible in the U.S. Abortion is still safe and accessible today. And even if Roe v. Wade is overturned, there are places in the U.S. that can still provide and will provide help in a safe environment. And if you know someone who's looking or feels that they can't turn to anyone else, please, please look at these grassroots that we mentioned. Also, go to uh, National Network of Abortion Funds or it's abortionfunds.org, which work to help, quote, this is from their site, remove financial and logistic barriers to, to abortion access and can help you find local abortion providers or help you find ways to safely access it. So it's really, really important to know that those are there and it will remain and it will continue to remain. They will continue to work. These people have been around and have been able to access it. Also, as a reminder, be diligent and research everything. And we're talking about everything. If you're seeking help, research it. If you're looking to donate or volunteer, research who you want to fund or assist. Look at your local providers. Be diligent in making sure you know who you're getting involved with. Look at their motives. Look at their history. Look at their records. Um, There's a lot of conversation and a divide that's happening in certain organizations who have been very uh, anti-trans. Those are people to be wary of. They are already um, othering people to saying who can cannot have access. That should not be a part of the conversation. If it is, that's a huge red flag. Make sure you know who you're talking to. Make sure you know that it's actually going to where it's supposed to be going. We're not talking about nonprofits getting salaries. Things like that happen. But if their majority of the chunk of their money is going to things that are not helping the individual, that's a red flag. And above all else, take care of yourself. Give yourself as much kindness and compassion as you want to do for others. That reminder, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that we can do, but advocacy only works if we can advocate for ourselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listeners, 
we, we love you so much. We do. Uh, we want you to take care of yourselves. And yeah, if you feel comfortable sharing your story or your any resources or what's going on where you are, please do so. You can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. We love you, Christina. We do. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a protection of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 